What's up, everybody? This is Jarrett from Bowling for Soup, and you're listening to Upside Down Shark Radio. Nothing worse than an upside down shark, except an upside down shark on the radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of Upside nice. Down Shark Radio. Nice. I am one of your hosts this week. Uh, Iller than a Cardi B's latest single. It's your boy Craig, joined by Tom. So fresh and so clean, Baker. Uh, that was perfect. I mean, Cardi B references were so current and uh-huh. so up to date that it just it blows my mind how contemporary we are. Well, we're going to be so up to date this week. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel, the PlayStation Classic, and this isn't the 1980s. We're going to talk about Predator. The Predator. The Predator. That's how you know it's a reboot because it's got the. Yeah. So like the Mortal Kombat and stuff like that, you know. The Mortal Kombat. If they rebooted Mortal Kombat, that's what it would be, wouldn't it? What other things could you put the in front of? The Grand Theft Auto. The Grand Theft Auto. The Red Dead Redemption. The Assassin's Creed. See, it works, doesn't it? It's weird how it works with nearly everything. The The Simpsons. The The Simpsons. Yeah. They should reboot it at this point. I agree. That's a strong statement there. I'm glad you're making these. Uh, This man does not speak for us. We are Upside Down Shark. We are a pop culture podcast where we talk about video games, news, uh, films, comic books, TV shows, sometimes pizza, most of the time pizza, and more. Where can people find us? They can find us all over the internet. Literally everywhere. Every website, we're there. Like, what, what else do you need to know? Now, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, all the great podcast providers uh, on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces. I just dropped my phone. Please de- please ignore that. And if you want to find us on any social media platform, we are there. Just type in Upside Down Shark. You'll find us there. UpsideDownShark.com for all the links and all of this nonsense. Craig. Should I zoom in the camera a bit or do you think we're okay where we are? I think we're okay. Okay. I can zoom in later. Yeah, you know, because we start rolling and I think, hey, let's check the volumes. Hey, let's look at the the camera, you know. All we'll the things we should probably check before we start. But this recording. is the ragtag operation you should expect from Upside Down Shark. Exactly. Off the cuff, like a good sleeve. Off the cuff, hairy stuff. That's our nickname. No? I'm just going to let that silence sit there for a second. Sit there next to the hairy stuff. What should we begin with, Thomas? Uh, well... Well, it's just such a busy week that we got so many choices. But why don't we start with the PlayStation Classic because I have it up on my screen now. Okay. Oh, is that it? Yeah. That's that's that looks like a naked person on your screen. Oh, crazy. Wrong tab. I sh- I sent you that pro- picture in private. Private. It doesn't even look like you. Too many abs. Hey now. You're a rock star. Get your game on. Go play the PlayStation Classic. Is that what it's called? Good segue. Yes, it is. So, Tom, uh, last year was the SNES class. Is that how you say it, the SNES, or do you call it the SNES? I call it the SNES. The Snoo- Super NES? The SNES. The SNES. <laughs> Before that was the NES. Do you call it the NES? Yeah, I would call it the NES. I wouldn't okay. call it the Nintendo Entertainment System every single time. Why wouldn't you not call it the Nintendo Entertainment System? Because why would you do that? I don't call it the Super Nintendo Entertainment system formerly known as the Super Famicom. Well, 
we should just call it the Super Famicom and then no one will understand what we're on about. Because Famicom's short for family computer. It's cool. not a family computer. It's a games console. Okay, okay. It's an entertainment system, if anything. Yes, it's the Nintendo entertainment system. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore... And the, the second one was a little bit more superior. So one might say it's the Super Nintendo. Some people call them microcons. Those people are mental. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are wrong. <laughs> They are, they're just classic mini consoles. And mini cons. So I saw a very disparaging article saying, in Sony's attempt to copy Nintendo like they always do, here comes the PlayStation Classic. Um, and it's like the S- Nintendo Entertainment System and the Super Nintendo Entertainment System mini classics, in which it's a Almost half the size of the regular grey PS1 we all had as children. 45% to be exact. Thank you for... Quick maths! Thank you for keeping me honest there. I said almost half, but we got that actual actual number there. Um, And it's going to have just a 20 games of which a quarter have just been released so far. And it's going to be... Everything's virtual, no discs, no nothing. You get the thing... And it plugs into your TV, HDMI, and that's it. It's yeah. in a in a world where everything's smart and stuff like this. I am happy that these they keep doing these classic consoles that you just plug them in and they work. Yep, it's just it's a it's a toy essentially, but in the best possible way. Yes, uh, it's going to be the perfect thing to get around Christmas time. Uh, the games have released so far are Final Fantasy VII Classic, yeah. Jumping Flash. I don't think I've even heard of that. So I, from what I've heard, no one. And no one has ever really played this game. Yeah, it's, it's such a weird choice. To have it on this... But apparently it was one of the first 3D platformers. Right. So that's why it was it was there near the release of the PlayStation 1. All right. And like, it may not be something that everyone knows, but they're releasing it. So that's that's something to look forward to, I guess. Something new. I, I, I guess. Okay. Um, then there's the, the R4, which is... <laughs> I've put the there in front of something again, but it doesn't exist. <laughs> the R4. The R4. The Ridge Racer Type 4. Um, is the R4 the name of that illegal DS card? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. They were before their time, then. Exactly. There you go. The Ridge Racer 4 card. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Tekken 3. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing this now. <laughs> See, I think they've missed uh, missed a trick not doing Tekken okay. 2 because Tekken 2 is the, the best Tekken. Everyone has their preferences. Uh, I personally like the stupid vignettes you get in Tekken 1 because they are some of them are just really dumb. I don't even remember that. Yeah, so Tekken 3 is like the last Tekken, isn't it, on the PlayStation? So it's going to be the most fully featured. I suppose. So that's probably the easiest way. I'm going to score everyone as martial law as I normally do. Yes, I like doing the where you run up them because that's a stupid move. As martial law, you can just run up them and you just fall flat on them. So you do the hook and then... It's more like... I like doing the backflip so you just kick. I actually remember quite a few moves. His moveset has never really changed, has it? No, it's uh, it's the... It it pales to Street Fighter, doesn't it? Yes. Well, I've never been a big Street Fighter fellow, so I can't really talk about that but every, you know if you think it's not as good then don't buy one of these i will probably buy it anyway and the last game announced so far is wild arms which i've got to say is another game i have no idea what it is i never played it it's an rpg i'm googling it now just to check uh it was released on april 30th 1997 yeah i'm pretty sure it's an rpg 
Oh, I don't care. Yeah, we'll just say, well done. So, if you were going to release this, I obviously they're going to release games that are going to be on it here and there. What ga- I presume this is where the conversation is going. What games would you have on there? See, this is the problem, because a lot of the games that were released uh, on the PS1 that I remember playing fondly are licensed games or ones that were going to be a legal nightmare to revive. Or licensed music might be in them. Exactly, so, so Tony Hawk is exactly, the, is the yeah. most obvious example. Um, yes. If they don't have any of the classic Tony Hawk's games, then it's going to be a massive omission, and uh, it'll be a real shame. Tony Hawk's 2 is what I would... That's the last one on there, isn't it? No, 4. They went all the way to 4 on PS1. Really? Yep. Jesus. Yeah, I have uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 on PS1, and it has the best soundtrack out of any of them. I will fight a man that says different. Um, Which one of the Crash Bandicoots? All of them? Two. Two? Rather yeah, I'd cortex. say two. Because um, number one is like they're just getting to grips with what they want it to be, and then they have loads of ideas that they put into two, and then three became like too bloated a bit gimmicky yeah. like the the jet ski and mm-hmm. the bike that mm-hmm. controls like bad i was trying to think of a word that wasn't a swear word then and my brain went into relapse um yeah what well, uh, spyro oh yeah there's got to be a spyro um it's weird because we've just uh, the spyro remakes happening we've just had the crash remake but why not have them there as well you know they would have to be there I mean, if I was going to pick my top 20, then Hogs of War would be in there as well, because Hogs of War was a great game. Because we were in that right age, weren't we, to just, even if the game was bad, we thought it was good. Mm. Die Hard Trilogy would be for me, because it was based on the three films, and the first film was a third person top-down, where you looked really bad. The second was a first person where you were on rails, and the third one was a driving one. Wasn't a driving it? Yeah, one, yeah. I remember that bit. And then if you didn't drop off a passenger in time, the whole world exploded for no real reason, and just a ball of fire would incinerate you. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a quite a punishment for <laughs> dropping off the person at the wrong time. <laughs> but that was the. It was also the era of cheat codes, so yes. stupid stuff like you could make the diehard car jump. In Casper, you could float above rooms, so you could like break the game pretty much by yep. going to the end. I remember cheat codes fondly. It'd be really cool if there was a twenty-one, a twenty-one, a twenty-first game on the console that uh, you had to unlock with a cheat code. Yeah, the old up, up, down, down. Yeah, yeah. Konami code. Yeah. Well, that would Metal Gear Solid. Have you ever played Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Yeah. It is. I think that is got to be on there as well. Yeah, and definitely. It's never been re-released or anything like that. There's no. Mm-hmm easy way to play it in HD. It hasn't... Is it Konami? Is Konami the... um, Bomberman? Yeah, they uh, did Bomberman. Metal uh, Gear. Well, I was thinking Konami's the one that Kojima fell out with. He didn't fall out with Sony, did he? That is correct, yes. So then there wouldn't really be a problem in that regard with getting Metal Gear. I believe Metal Gear, though, is owned by Konami. Of course. And they're too busy making money off their pachinko machines in Japan to really care about... Is that how they made their money now? That is... It's... um, Pachinko machines and like health centers in Japan is where they make most of their money. So they don't really care. They just release uh, Pro Evolution Soccer every year and little games here and there. So they're not really too bothered about anything else. Well, and I wonder how well Pro Evo would do this year because, uh, again, for my football fans out there, holler at your boy. Um, <sighs> Pro Evo's only advantage over FIFA for the past few years is that they had the licensed Champions League and now they don't. It's gone back to FIFA. So literally, Ooh. Pro Evo have nothing that. Nothing. Yeah, it's it's just entirely redundant now. So, 
Yeah, well, that's a little segue. But back to the um, the PlayStation Mini Classic or Classic Mini, whatever way you're on. I think it there's is. no Mini in it. It's just Classic. I was looking at the URL on this Polygon article. I mean, we definitely get our own news from uh, our own reputable sources. And we will definitely mention those reputable sources when we get that news, right? Hashtag watermark. Um, so this will retail as <laughs> uh, $99.99 in the US, uh, about £90 in the UK, and ninety, about essentially $100, £100, wherever. Or 9,980 yen in Japan, if you want to Love be specific. Those Japanese um, currency. So, do you think it's worth the cost? It's a bit more pricey than the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and the Nintendo Entertainment System. I'm just going to call it the, the SNES. <coughs> but then, what do you say about the the mini classic, the Nesmuxi, the Nesmuk? Is that what it is? Well, I would make it more like MC Nez. That's good, yes. It's a bit more pricey than the other ones, but I bought them and they live under my television firmly. Do they ever get turned on? See, that's it. That's just what you do with these things, isn't it? You turn them on, you play it in, in through the HDMI, it's like, yeah, this plays well, and then that's it, really. Yeah. I mean, the, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Mini Classic has the Mario RPG on it. I ain't going to play all that. That's loads of time. Who's going to do that? Really? You How just much time did you spend playing Spider-Man recently? That's not... Well, the see, the thing is... Okay, the thing is right. The thing is right. That's uh, an action-adventure films and... Okay. Films. Do you see that? I'm. Yeah. I, your boy's ill. Smooth. Criminal. Um, Spider-Man's a good film, whilst these RPGs ain't got time to just read through all this text and, you know make a choice there who plays that sort of stuff not your boy he don't read mans don't read reading's not hot uh yeah that's what you do with these things you buy them though you you put them in although there's jumping flash see why this no one ever mentions this game any good and then you put them away under your tv to get dusty did you just say the sentence no one mentions this game any good <laughs> I like to have a mental breakdown in the middle of our podcast. I don't know where you've had you've one stroke this. this year. You can't have another one. You're not allowed. I see my stroke doctor um, yesterday. <laughs> Gay vape. Well, let's hope that you're still alive. Um, and the wire controllers as well. The, why? Why do they need to be wired with no analog sticks? I guess the wires are so short as well. That's not a real. That's not how short they really are. They look real <laughs> short. <laughs> <laughs> well, the boxes look real nice as well, though. Yes, yes. It is a homage to the the classic PlayStation box. The problem I have with these classic consoles and stuff, though, like, why, when you get that, can't you have a voucher f- to get the games digitally as well? That would be a nice extra. Because imagine, like, you get your Super Entertainment, Super Nintendo Entertainment System Mini Classic. The NS. And then you get all the games on the digitally to put on your Switch. That'd be a nice little treat, wouldn't it? Yeah, I I agree entirely. They'll make less money that way, so they're never going to do it, though. That's true, but it would be nice. It's all about that dollar, dollar, dollar bills. Are you going to get one? Yeah, I'm going to get one. Because you're uh, an idiot, too? Because I am a massive idiot. And okay. PS1 was the first console I ever had as a child, so there is that nostalgia. Um, the NES Mini and the SNES Mini were kind of a bo- bit before my time. Um, so... Uh, I mean, as a as a fan of retro gaming, I've got the SNES Mini at least just to give everything a go in hindsight. But I actually do have an emotional, that sounds really weird, but an emotional attachment to the PlayStation 
So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they're as uh, hackable as the Nintendo ones, because just buy a Raspberry Pi. Then why are you going to buy this PlayStation one anyway? Because it looks cool. As you say, it sits <laughs> under the counter, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the the Nintendo ones, you can easily put ROMs on, and it's pretty much just a physical emulator. It's easy to do. So have you done it? I have not done it. No, I could, I could, but you could. Yeah, as I say, like I, you buy. I've bought them. They sit under my TV. That's the end of that chapter. And you, you wave your scarf over your shoulder. I do. I and do. Uh, shout out, oh spaghettios. I'm walking to a cactus as I leave the room. Simpson. <laughs> uh, what are we, are we doing? Another story, or do you want to get to our track of the week? Let's do one more story, and okay. then we're going to the track of the week. Uh, what's his name? Could you go back to the story? Because I just so, so, go down, go down. Go I'm down. going down. I'm going. This down. is for our audio listeners. This is really good. Just as good as the video version. Hey, Joaquin Phoenix and his picture for the Joker has been released. And underneath it, it's got the caption, Arthur. And he just looks like a um, slightly older dude. Uh, just a normal, everyday dude. Pretty white guy who could easily turn into like a psychopath sort of person. Tom? It is amazing how just, as you say... Every, another week, another bit of DC thing to make us grimace. Yeah, well, you say that. But um, all they've released are a few images of him as just a weird old... I'm a dude! He's just a dude. He's not in any makeup or anything, just like giving a clown a hard time. And everyone is generally pretty positive about it. Compare that to when they released the first footage... uh, Sorry, the first images of Jared Leto as the Joker. From yesterday! Is Is when that image was released. Get it? Well, I'm sure it was more than one day ago, and uh, it was everyone just reamed it as hard as they could because it was awful. Um, but this is a lot more encouraging. It seems to be much more of an origin film for the Joker. I hear that they may go down the killing joke route a little bit, which would be good because it's probably the best uh, Joker origin story there is going. Well, from um, I liked the the book. The animated feature of that was something something it. was lost there, I think. Um, but yes, uh, I don't see because I'm not. Uh, we don't know because this weird extended universe rubbish. They said they were going to do one off stories and stuff like that. But I don't. I see if they're doing a film just about this guy, you're not going to want to watch a superhero film where you see this normal guy slowly turn into a bad guy because you have no one to root for in this film, right? I guess. So I think they might be doing something different where like this Joaquin Phoenix might be the main guy but then Gerard Leto kills him at the end or something like that. You know, something weird happens. I hope that doesn't happen. I I hope it is just a one-off because at this point I just want a good DC film. Yeah, well, I think (laughs) they said that that's what they're kind of going down now. They're kind of reeling back in the uh the whole extended universe thing and having more sort of just like you do when you get like one shot comic books and everything where it's just different writers not everything has to be a universe but hollywood's still trying to do that aren't they it's just because there's money in it it's like it's, it's bankable properties where people can get the connection in one film and then they just feel obligated to watch it time and time again even if it's diminishing returns so i i mean if DC want to go down that route, which I think is their only option at the moment. All power to them, because that will uh, hopefully 
provide some uh, more interesting um, stories, some more creativity, creative characters. Yes, yes. And I'm not saying that the Marvel thing isn't successful, but it is. And the Marvel thing is very successful. Well, would you like to do a quick, a quickie as well on the Marvel? I feel. Do we talk about the Marvel films every week? Uh, pretty much, they yeah. are the. They're always in the news, though, so I feel like it's not. They like do a good just, job with that. We're though. not just fanboying the. I mean, I am. Look at my shoes. Spiderman. 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 I finished Can you see that. I finished Spiderman. I'm almost 100 percent it. So. I still need to play it. It's good. It's a good f- game. I see that Jurassic World Evolution <laughs> is on sale on Xbox Gold and. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, I you might want fi- to? I might finally pick it up. I want to. Yeah, I want it. I want it. Um, Kevin Feige, Feige. Uh, has so it's pretty much non-news because the Fox. I um, love non-news. The Fox, yes, because you just like to. Here's what let let's let's think about what it could be. Here's, here's all the spec. Oh, let's let's raise the stakes even higher. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. And then no, nothing ever happens like that. Non-news. Non-news. <laughs> um. Kevin Feige has said that he will be overseeing the X-Men, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool Four films when Disney uh, inevitably buy 20th Century Fox. Yes! This is great news! So whilst this is... No news! (laughs) If we have a trail off when we're doing news now, one of us just has to say that to each other. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, yes, because obviously Disney and Fox have both accepted the merger, but they still have to go through national, our national, um, well, uh, laws and stuff like that, and then international laws and different countries' laws. So this is just like, hey, if we get this, you know where X Men's going. It's gonna be a good time. It makes, and uh, he commented like, there makes no, no, no sense to have two universes running aside each other. Although films have done it like that for years and years, so that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, I I don't know how they'll do it. I we've speculated many times on how this will happen, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, if that's how they're going to do it, then all power to them because it opens up so many extra doors for new stories. Uh, they can kind of retire the original Avengers cast without dropping a, a lot of the quality if they can explore brand new origins and brand new films um yeah i i can't i can't see that going wrong at all it's just interesting to see how they're going to get there especially if they're going to reprise deadpool and stuff like that how would mm. that spider-man and deadpool some of the good really good marvel comics like it'd be nice to see tom holland and ryan reynolds yeah it, but it's it. whether or not disney want to go down the hard r route or not hard r hard r speaking of hard r we're going to talk about predator after this song, which is our track, track of, of the, the week. Week, week, week. Yes. No news. No news. <laughs> uh, we, we get a lot more musical than that because we have our track of the week coming up, which is Supersede with My Time Is Now. Uh, this is off their debut album, uh, which will be launching later this year. You can see them do their album launch gig on Saturday, the 1st of December at the Red Lion uh, in Bristol. Uh, so if you're in the area around the West Coast, then make sure to check them out. But without further ado, here is My Time Is Now by Superseed. Check it out. 
Your time is up because my time is now. That was my time is now by Supersede. Good. That's good. Good stuff. It was very good. Um, I am definitely going to check out more of them and hopefully may even attend their show on the 1st of of December at the Red Lion in Bristol. I remembered it without looking. That's that's how you know it's good. Yeah. No, but that was good. I'm glad to see that we are... Growing in our catalogue of bands that like to 
be played on our show. Absolutely. We're always happy to share great talent, some rocking tunes, regardless of genre. So if you have any tracks that you would like featured on Upside Down Shark Radio, email us at UpsideDownSharkRadio at gmail.com. We will play your track. I just hope that the bands that ask to play songs on our show don't actually listen to our show and then they'll be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't ask to be on their show. Yeah, that, that is always <laughs> the issue, isn't it? Uh, but thank you, Superseed. Yes, thank you. And make sure to pick up their CD at superseed.bandcamp.com forward slash releases. Okay. On with the show. No news. I'm done now. Um, Predator was released recently. The Predator. The Predator. Uh, I have never seen the originals. <gasps> you okay? Have you Have you still not? No. Predator is my, like my favorite film of all time. You say that about every film. That and Jurassic Park are my two favorite films of all time. <laughs> I love jungles. Um, <laughs> it's like a jungle from Tanzania. It makes it. There wasn't much jungle in this one. Was no, there, there wasn't. No. Um, so from what I know, the originals have Arnie in. The first one does. The first one. And then... Then Danny Glover. Okay. And then Adrian Brody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they only get better with each film is what you're saying. <laughs> you could put it that way, yes. Um, and then Predator takes on some aliens, uh, which I was expecting a reference or two in this current film from aliens, but yeah. I, not any uh, that I could see. How far are we going into spoilers with this? Uh, I think we should do our normal light review. Here's... Here's some references to what it was, but not actually. Okay. Because in my mind, this film is pretty predictable. I would well then just going on the vein you were saying at the very end, I was convinced that there was going to be a reference yes. to Alien. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, one hundred percent convinced. If you uh, know, you, if you've God. seen it, you know. So, well, that bit's like that one's like a post-credit sequence, but they didn't want to put it at the end of the credits. I yeah. feel. Um, they didn't trust everyone. So, so uh, let's yeah. start off. What was your opinion of The Predator? So knowing that this was a rated R film, although in this country it doesn't really make any difference because it's still a 15. Like, what does it take to be an 18 in this country? It must be really like, bad. Either a snuff film or porn. Yes. And I'm not going to the cinema to watch porn with you again after last time. Um, so I knew it was going to be gory and bloody and stuff like that. And because I've never seen them, I thought there might be a bit of thriller in there as well. And I came away like this was more of a, a st not stupid, but a, an action film that knows what it's doing. So definitely um, where some films are very self-serious and we've got to get to this thing now and do this and stuff like that. This was just like, it knew what it was doing most of the time and it was like a bit of a wink and a nudge to each each stupid reference and stuff like that, making yeah. it a more, far more enjoyable film where if they just did it all straight-faced. Well, it was directed by Shane Black who actually starred in the very uh, first Predator movie in a very minor role. He has done Iron Man 3 as well. He did Iron Man 3. He did The Nice Guys, which is probably my favourite film of the past 10 film. years. That is a good film. That is one of the most underrated films of all time, in my opinion. And it's again, he has got that knack of playing against tropes and, uh, or at least playing with tropes um, for comedic effect really, really well. And I think he did it very well in Pre The Predator. And when his name came up 
he's the first directed by Shane Black. I was like, of course. Yeah, that makes sense when I yeah. saw that in the credits. Yeah, but yeah. Did you not know beforehand then? No, I didn't know oh, okay. really anything about this film. But I knew I wanted... I saw the trailer. And the trailer makes it seem more horror style than mm. it is. And I'm not usually a horror guy anyway. But I think I, I could see a horror in a cinema and probably laugh more than the than be scared. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, um, I uh, at the same time. Um... <laughs> So you're the Predator fan. I love it. I'm a self-professed Predator fanboy. Uh, I've seen... There was a period, and you will laugh, when I must have been about 16, 17, when I had Predator on my iPod Classic, and without fail, and I'm not exaggerating, for at least a few months, I watched it every day. Wow. Every day. What age were you? Like 16, 17. Okay. Every day I would watch Predator. Um, It would be sort of the thing that I sort of watched just before like falling asleep. Um and uh, yeah, it just I did not get tired of it. Uh, it is, uh, it was sort of a perfect storm of a lot of things. It was Arnie at his at his best, in that he wasn't just like jacked up muscle guy who's there just to show his muscles. He showed a little bit of emotional depth, like not enough to like bog down the story because the original Predator didn't really really need a story, but he was still imposing enough to be impressive on screen and be a legitimate threat to the Predator. Um, the special effects with the Predator itself were so ahead of its time. I think it was 1987 it came out and uh, it's, it still stands up today with uh, when it goes invisible and with just the creature design. It's all fantastic. Jesse the Body Ventura as a supporting lead is also fantastic. And Carl Weathers. Um, Welcome so to the Predator Appreciation Podcast. There's going to be a lot of that. And... Uh, I just I just couldn't get enough of it. It's just so good. And then Predator Two is kind of boring. Like it's they they move it to the city and it's just it gets more silly. Third one, Predators is actually pretty good. It's not terrible. Predators. Yeah, that's the third one. Okay. Um, and that one's good because again, it goes against the idea of having just like one Hollywood leading actor stealing the show it's more about the ensemble cast so that one it was it was originally meant to be directed by robert rodriguez but in the end he only produced it but it's got adrian brody as kind of the lead but it's also got danny trejo who is always good in everything machete yes play, basically playing machete uh it has walton goggins who's also very very good in everything um do you know do you know walton goggins his name is ringing a bell he's the guy who is in uh the show is it Vice Principals with uh, Danny McBride, and um, he's also in like um, Inglorious, no, not Inglorious Bastards, uh, Django Unchained. Okay, he's one of the like the redneck ones in Candyland. He's a he's a he's a very very good character actor, and he's very good in that. It's also got Lawrence Fishburne in it as a brief cameo as well. And again, he's good in everything. Whenever I f- whenever anyone says Lawrence Fishburne, I just think of Samuel Jackson <laughs> on the news saying, "I'm not Lawrence Fishburne." <laughs> <laughs> is that the same for you? I or? can guarantee that the person in Predators is not Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so, <sighs> so I... Uh, th- and then the glorious Aliens versus Predators 1 and 2 happened, right? The first one's awful. Requiem is a, is a dumb good laugh. Um, okay. And um, But they kind of just been scrapped from canon now. But the, the, the Predator, I would say, is probably the second best out of all of them. It's nowhere near as good as the first one. The first one is untouchable in terms of just action films. How much speaking does Arnie do in the first one? 
quite a good, quite a bit. Quite a bit because is this in that's is that early Arnie? No, 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 no. It's it's after both Terminator films, like the good ten- Terminator films. Um, he's a, it's, it was the first film where he kind of lost a bit of muscle, like okay. be, become a bit more believable. Yeah. Um, like obviously he's still ripped, but it's more of like like a a soldier, like an actual sort of commando rather than like a bodybuilder. So um, so it was him pretty much acting it the best he's ever acted. Um, but again, it is just like full sort of testosterone, fist-clenching action movie. Uh, it's John McTiernan who's directed, who also directed um, Die Hard and a lot of films of that ilk. Do you know all the words to that film? Uh, pretty much. Okay, okay. Uh, so, so this one's got the... The only way I can describe this actor, because I never remember his name, is he looks like PewDiePie, but then I remember he's the main villain in Logan. It's Boyd something. Boyd. Yeah. Boyd. It's your Boyd. He just typed in Boyd into (laughs) Google. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's not feeling very... I'm very tired. Type in Logan. Boyd Holbrook. Yes, that's That's him. him. Um, (laughs) That's not even his real first name. It's Robert. <sighs> yeah, well, you know they're both probably. He's thirty-seven. He doesn't look thirty-seven. No, because he, he can play the younger person and this older person too. He plays a marine. Is it marine? Yeah, he's a sniper. Sniper, and he's about he to take out a mark and a wrestling mark. <laughs> yep, those bloody Hollywood Hogan fans. Uh, he take he takes out a mark and then a spaceship crashes, and on this spaceship is. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. The Predator. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to get boring really uh, fast. <laughs> uh, probably a, half an episode longer. Yeah. Next episode. Maybe. Um, he, yeah, so the Predator comes off the spaceship and this Predator is captured by the government pretty much, isn't it? Yep, it is. gets the old Roswell treatment, dissected pretty much on a table. It's a bit of a slow start because you get the... The jungle scene with them, uh, the Predator lands and then takes on the sniper's troop. And then you get some scientist lady and then you get some random kid who's getting bullied and you're like, where's the connect? What is this film at this point? And it all comes together, really, near the Mm. middle, doesn't it? That's where it starts ramping up. Well, that is the one thing that people have said as a criticism and a plus point for the film is that the pace is unrelenting throughout the whole um whole story um you will jump from place to place and character character within maybe two or three within a minute and you unless you're actually paying attention it can be really hard to keep up to date like um as as craig said um the that's the guy boyd boyd holbrook mr boyd's character uh he finds the alien gets obviously intercepted by the predator aliens on in this film Good save uh, by the uh, the military, and they interrogate him. Basically, try and make out that he's mad, and uh, he gets sent on a loony bus with all these other um, so other uh, loonies is what you would say. Other other soldiers, and uh, you think are they still in Mexico? And then uh, then a second later, they're in Georgia, and it seems like no time has passed at all. And you're like, okay, but the 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 bit which is the film strength is like. So this soldier go gets on the bus and then oh, why are you here? I saw an alien and they all just start taking the mick out of him and stuff like yeah. that. And you're just like, this is actually what it would be like. Exactly. In in films it's like, yeah, I have a superpower. No, you don't. 
what do you want about? Oh, here's an example. Oh, you do. Like in this film, it's more like that is more realistic of what would happen. Yeah. And and then they see an alien and they're like, oh my god, he was telling the truth. Exactly. And uh, it's that sort of lightheartedness that works really well. But the fact that the pace is so unrelenting means that I was never bored watching it. Like it wasn't as uh, an outstanding film, but I was never ever bored watching it. Um, and the co- comedy nine times out of ten played out really well. Um, mm-hmm. There is a bit where one of the predators tries to fool um, the uh, a driver of a car into thinking that everything in the back seat of the car is fine by pulling out the severed arm of a human, putting it into a <laughs> thumbs up, and then just passing it through into the driver's seat. And uh, he's like, "Yep, nothing's wrong there." And just little things like that made me chuckle, and I appreciated. I've, yes, you laugh because it's supposed to make you laugh, not because it's badly done. No, it's done. It's played for laughs. Like uh, the Looney Bus crashes, and there's some bikes, and one of them yells, "We need to get to the choppers," and it's just like, "Well, I know where that's a reference to." Yep. Yeah, I I love that. Uh, my my favorite bit that I thought was incredibly underrated was when uh, they take this scientist lady played by Olivia Munn. Um, into the dissection room, essentially, and they say we call this the predator. And she went, she goes, but predators hunt for food. They, this thing hunts for sport. Surely you would call it the hunter or the sports hunter. And they're like, nah, predator sounds cooler. And I'm like, yes, yes. I, yeah, it does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, everything. Yeah, that's what we. Everything is done for a reason, stupid or otherwise, which leads the last moment of the film to. There's definitely going to be a sequel, is what I would say. Yeah, if it makes enough yeah. money, there's a sequel coming. Um, should we do the end bit, or do you want to... Should we just say there is a, a pod at the end? After all the film's finished, it's all wrapped up, there is a pod, which one of the Predators left on Earth. And one of the friendly Predators, not one of the mean Predators. Yes, it turns out... <laughs> yeah, it's weird though, isn't it? Because this Predator was friendly. and They did that a little bit in a- the original Alien vs. Predator as well, though. Yeah, yeah. Which really fell on its face. But this one kind of made sense in the loose sense of the word. Because he can't, the Predator can't communicate, of course, yeah. he, you're just going to presume he's attacking you all the time. I mean, he does kill a lot of humans. Well, uh, But then he doesn't kill the science lady, which makes you think, oh, there could be a bit more to him. Well, but that's because they, he, there was no sport in it. That's true. That that's one of the things from the original Predator is that they, it won't attack you if you don't have a weapon or like a, a pose a threat because there's no sport. The the thing, yeah. So the end of it is just like this. There's this unknown pod. There's a there's a package in here. What could the package be? And then er, me, you, friend of the show, Stead. We all thought it was going to be alien. Mm-hmm. It's not Alien, and we'll just leave it there, shall we say? Yeah, it wasn't as cool as Alien. I would have preferred it to be Alien, but then people would have probably groaned that we're going to get another AVP movie. Yeah, it's at least two more Predator films before we get another Alien film. Yeah. Well, the Alien films, they're doing their Michael Fassbender thing oh, right now as well, aren't they? Don't. So, it's so bad. Uh, the one thing I was not a criticism is the same with Star Wars Force Awakens and... Any real remake, really, if they remade yours now, it's here is the original scary thing, and then oh no, here is a bigger, badder sort of thing. The Meg, yes. So, like, here is what the this oh, this is really bad back in the 80s, but now this one's 10 times as big and more scary. Like, that was just like, oh, of course, that sort of thing, but it all played to it in the end, yeah. As long as it 
plays into a good story, then I don't mind that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples. I like Kylo Ren. I like Kylo Ren. So I like Kylo Ren. Yeah, I think he's better than but Vader. He, he is a different... I would say he has more layers. So, no, the, the thing I meant, not by bad oh, guy... Oh, you mean Snoke, do you? No, I mean, here is the Death Star. Oh, here Star is, Killer Here base. is Star Killer, like, just ten times bigger. Does that actually help the story or anything in that film? No, you know. I guess. I suppose you just have to ram things up every time. It wouldn't be yeah. as good if it was like, here's the Death Star 2. It's not, well, I suppose it'd be Death Star 3. It's not quite as good as the first two, but you know what? It still can do some damage. I watch Dragon Ball regularly. And energy levels... Energy levels are stupid at this point. So, you know... What can I complain about? How does it sound when you go Super Saiyan, Craig? I can't do that right now. Do it. Go Super Saiyan for me. You'll feel better. I think I blew a blood vessel. I think you blew blew something. God. It looked like a Kamehameha on the uh, audio track there. Did Did you see that? Did it? Okay. Maybe you got something there then. Uh, Predator. Go and see it. I very much enjoyed it more than I thought I would. UDS recommends. Four sharks out of five? Top score, five out of seven. You can't rate things out of seven. Top score, five out of seven. I will say four out of five. Uh, Is there anything else you would like to comment on this week, Thomas? Uh, The Captain Marvel trailer dropped. That looks good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Does that prove we're not really Marvel fanboys or... I mean, it's been out for a while now, so, you know. I've heard so many hot takes on her slapping an old lady. Yeah, there's so many memes about that. It's great. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite one is uh, uh, the old lady with the text caption saying, AJ Styles isn't a very good WWE champion. And then it's just her slapping her. <laughs> they don't want none. <laughs> AJ Styles has been a champion like out of 85% of his WWE career. Is that right? Yeah. That's like crazy. US or, you know, WWE or whatever. Yeah. So he must he, for an ex TNA guy, you can't say that they don't you know, that's what I always forget. He's about. one of Homer, yeah. Yeah. But um no, Captain Marvel is really good. Um I think the woman the old lady getting slapped was just a trailer thing to get them get the people talking, which yeah. it did. So And young Samuel L. Jackson, like CGI Samuel L. Jackson looks really good. This is the first weird test because like obviously they did the Robert Downey thing, mm. de aging people. And this is like, it sounds like, I'm going to keep saying like a lot. It sounds as Samuel Jackson is going to be young Samuel Jackson for the whole film. Mm. And I hope the technology is capable of suspension of disbelief. See, what people don't realize is that you're actually a 70-year-old man and that we just use de-aging technology on all of our footage. It does work. It It does does work. work. Samuel Jackson doesn't really age that all badly anyway, really. No, he looks pretty good for, I think he's in his late 60s, early 70s now. And uh, I just hope that this doesn't lead to them de-aging everyone all the time in every film, if you know what I mean. Do you I think they do it in Star Wars, like young, um, young Luke and young Han Solo again or anyone like uh, that? Well... Well, they did the solo film, and I'm glad they got another actor instead of de-aging. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. But they've been using footage of their younger careers, haven't they? Mm. And then putting it overlaying with their current face. So, 
Um, Samuel L. Jackson is 69. It is his oh, 70th. Hey. It is his 70th birthday on the 21st of December. So many happy returns for then, Mr. Jackson. That's weird. He doesn't. He's been like in films my whole life. And yep. He's just he's been in everything really, hasn't he? His middle name is Leroy. I never knew that. Samuel Leroy Jackson. Yeah. When people say Sam Jackson, I'm like, who? That's not his name. <laughs> I th- I thought his name was Samu. And then the L was just like a pronoun- added onto the Samuel. Samuel L. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh, here at Upside Down Shark, reading is our forte. Yeah, we love we love the written word. I like I like Samuel Jackson. I love Samuel L. Jackson. He's hilarious. Yes, um, he got a purple lightsaber. Good for him. Yep, and he has a rude thing carved on the hilt. That's not a joke. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so uh, Captain Marvel, we're obviously going to go and see it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a slight hint at her pager for Infinity War. I saw that. I like that nod. Um, do you reckon... It, so it's just going to be a standalone story taking place in the past because obviously the blockbuster she crashes into at the beginning of the trailer. Yep. Uh, what these films, have, these, these trailers have done has... They show us alternative takes pretty much in these trailers now and then when we see the actual film... It's something a bit different, which I'm good with, because then that means the trailer isn't spoiling anything, really. Yeah. Uh, it happened in the Spider-Man game trailer as well. Oh, like, did it? Yeah, you know you said uh, Doctor Strange is in it. Yeah. It doesn't, it turns out not Oh, really? It. Yeah, because I watched that cutscene. Like, that cutscene happened pretty late in the game, and I was like, okay, I'm ready for Doctor Strange. Tom told me there's Doctor Strange. No, it wasn't Doctor Strange. Who so. was it? You'll have to play the game to find oh. it. No. Hashtag no spoilers here. Um, Non-news. So yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a Captain Marvel film by itself, standalone, and then the post-credit scene will be something to do with Infinity War. I'm okay with that. I think it's yeah. going to be a good fun time. Yeah, it's interesting. Like uh, you say, Elektra and other films. There was another film that was female-led. Catwoman. Yes. I feel like this is the first proper solo-led superhero film that, that people are interested in. I know when you add more words to the beginning of that, it becomes less important, but I'm still looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to it, and I think it will be a good lead into Infinity War, which I believe, is it next year or is it 2020? Next year. Wow. If it were, well, Avengers 4, because they're not calling it Infinity War 2. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's... Do you reckon Agent Coulson will come back or his time in... Because this takes place in the past. He's going to be in this one, I think. He is in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Do you reckon he will be back for Avengers 4? I think he'll have a cameo. Yeah? Yeah, just as like I a I like little. him. Yeah. He's, he's a good character, a good original character. For phase one, he was invaluable. He'd already s- helped uh, gel things together. And then uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was meh. I never watched him. Um, in this MCU minute before we go... They uh, apparently leaked for Disney streaming service as well. There is going to be some Marvel programs taking place in the MCU. Ooh. How would you like a Loki spin-off series? Not really. No. I find that the character of Loki has pretty much already been... Killed. The film... Well, yeah. Of course, the character died in uh, Avengers 3. Um, The character of Loki... Koki. Kofi. Kofi Kingston. (laughs) The the hokey Loki. (laughs) Whoa, the hokey, uh, the character of Loki grew with every four film, as as did four, correct? Absolutely. So Ragnarok w- is their finest hour. Yes. Um, 
Well, how about Scarlet Witch? No. No, me neither. Although, see, I would like to see them on like a... Um, going... You know those bad daytime television shows where they travel places and like, here's what we have in this country and, you know, this Escape, land. Escape to the Sun or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. yeah. I would like to see her and Vision do that and just go visit different places like... Benidorm. Here, here is the Pentagon. <laughs> In the sunny sides of Bristol, we'll have a chip by Cranken area. <laughs> I would like to see that. Magaloof. But then I thought, what side characters would do deserve their own TV show, really, anyway? Moon Knight. Who's Moon Knight? The one of the best Marvel characters they haven't used yet. I would say, no, someone that's already been in the film, oh, like Lady uh, Sif from uh, Thor. Uh, or Korg. Korg, yes, absolutely, 100%. Apparently, Korg. an image leaks that he's going to be in. Uh, what's his Waikatiki, whatever? Taika Waititi. I was close. Uh, he was in a cast photo of Avengers 4, so. Perishable Rock. Yes. Yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see what the future holds for Marvel TV shows. Thor Marvel TV shows? Any Marvel TV shows. Oh. I thought you said Thor Marvel TV shows. The future of Marvel TV shows. Okay. As, oh, I see. We'll see what the future is for. Oh, now you got my joke. Now it's time for us to leave before I slap Tom with anything I can get my hands on. Well, when you slap someone with, you know, your hands. I can. I was going to whip out my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you can't get your hands on that. This has been episode 49 of Upside Down Shark Radio. 49th minute uh, of Upside Down Shark Radio. Probably not after you edit it. No, absolutely (laughs) not. We've got to put a song in the middle. We have had a wonderful time talking about lots of different things, and we hope you've enjoyed listening to us ramble. Uh, if you want to be on the show, just let us know on UpsideDownSharkRadio.com. If you like this show, make sure to leave a comment, review, like, subscribe. All of that stuff is really nice and friendly, and it get you good karma with the Upside Down Shark fun, please. <laughs> but, uh... Butter? Are we making a cake? I can't believe it's not butter. Um... Uh, <laughs> I like the Futurama butter. It's a sight gag, but on the on the on the case, it just says it sure ain't butter. <laughs> I don't even remember that. But uh, we'll wrap it up now. I've been Tom. I have been Craig. And I can't believe we're not over yet. Bye. Do you mean over like in a wrestling sense? <laughs>